In 2015, he got involved with Sudeco. And then in 2018, spun out Raidu, a company, again, focused on a very specific vertical that the overall company was focused on. Obviously, the overall company is a publicly traded company. Raidu is focused on travel and expense management, now serving out 6,500 customers, less than 3% annual revenue churn as they look to scale with their team of 300. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Sebastian Marchand. He's an MBA. He earned his MBA in France, started his career in 2000 in the consulting industry, and then moved to the corporate travel industry in 2005. Uh, then was hired by Sodeco in 2015 to create a new business line targeting the mobility services. He created and launched his current company, Raidu, in June 2018 to play in the travel and expense management space. Sebastian, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. All right. So what is Raidu and what's the business model? How do you make money? Yeah, sure. So Raidu is a B2B application that, um, let's say, dramatically simplifies the way companies and employees manage their uh, travel and expenses. Uh, we actually offer two different modules. Uh, one is a travel booking uh, module. Uh, so you can have access to uh, you know thousands, uh, well, millions of uh, rates, fares, uh, hotels, airlines, uh, car rental companies, uh, train. Mm -hmm. And uh, on top of uh, accessing all these uh, negotiated fares and rates, uh, we don't, you don't have to pay for it. I mean, there is a central payment. So for the travelers, you don't have to pay for it. You can just leave your hotel and the payment will be done by your company at the end of the month, uh, to which we will send a, an invoice. So we really try to, to uh, eliminate all the pain points pain point for the travelers. Mm -hmm. So this is the travel booking module, and then we've got an expense management module. And this is the same philosophy, trying to, uh, to reduce the pain points. So typically for the expense, you just have to take a picture of your receipt when you leave a, a restaurant, for example, and then there will be a, a, an optical a character recognition module that will, uh, you know, pull all the information which is necessary for you to be uh, reimbursed. It's going to be sent automatically to your approver, and that's it for the for the travelers. And Sebastian, so, I mean, do you have a talking about your revenue model? Do you have a SaaS model here, or is it paper transaction or what? Fully SaaS model. So okay. you pay for a, a subscription per active user per month. So a company will pay that, not the actual end user. Absolutely, the company would pay for it, yes. So give me a general sense. On average, what's a company pay for this kind of software for a year or a month? So you pay for uh, a month and you pay per active user. If the user does not use the uh, service for a month, you don't pay for this month. It's a very, very flexible model. Uh, fully, fully SaaS. That's great. Yeah. So the question is, I'm trying to get a sense. I'm sure you have a lot of cohorts, but on average, what's a company pay per month for this? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you would pay between uh, six, $6 and 10 user, $10 per active user. Okay. But yeah, sorry. So go up to the company level. Cause what I'm really asking is on average, what's the team size of the organization signing up? So what's the, what's the average company pay per month? Uh, it's, it's a tricky question because uh, we have clients that includes only one, one employee and we also serve companies uh, with uh, 450,000 employees. Totally, so the, totally understand that. The scale is very low. Yeah, I completely understand that. And because yeah. it's a short episode, we don't have time to go down every single customer cohort. So what I try and do is get, hone it on a sweet spot. So is a sweet spot for you a team of 10 or a team of 100 or 100,000? What's the sweet spot? Uh, well, uh, again, we serve any types of, uh, of companies, small and medium uh, enterprise as large, large companies. 
Uh, initially, we were targeting more companies between, uh, let's say, 100 and uh, 1,000 uh, employees. But uh, the more we move uh, uh, forward, the more big big clients are knocking out our door and uh, are actually very interested by our service. Okay, let, let me ask this differently, just so we can get to an answer, so that we can move on, because I want to capture the rest of your story. If you take the total logos that are paying you, and the total team members on those logos, and you divide, that gives you a number. Or is it a hundred seats typically per account, or a thousand? What's what's the number? Let's say it's going to be around fifty kilo, fifty okay, kilo 50. per year. Okay, sorry, you said 50 team members per year? Uh, fifth, they would pay $50,000 uh, per oh, year. Dollars. Got it, yeah. got it. And, and how, do you know how many team members that is? It's about 1,000? Uh, well, yes, I think it's going to be around 1,000 uh, on average, correct. Okay, so 1,000, a 1,000-person team would pay about 50 grand per year or about $5 per year per user. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be fifty thousand divided by one thousand, so fifty dollars per year per uh, user. Got it. Okay, fair enough. That's really helpful. Thanks for that. Take me yeah. back to your backstory here. So, so you launched the company. Where was I? Think you said you launched it in twenty eighteen. Where was your head at that point? Were you quitting a corporate job, or, or why start the company? So I was actually hired by Sodexo to, uh, in two thousand fifteen. Uh, to uh, create a new business, uh, to uh, because Sodexo was interested to uh, expand into the uh, mobility uh, industry, and uh, so we, you know, we the, the first year uh, we took some time in order to meet some uh, some potential clients to understand what were the market rationals, what were the uh, end user pain points, and after this year uh, we set our strategy, which consisted in creating an end-to-end solution in the travel and expense uh, industry covering the full value proposition before the trip, during the trip, and after the trip. And then we build this value proposition. And to, to do it, we actually acquired two companies. One was named Expenditure, specialized in expense management, and the other was Albatros, uh, specialized in, in travel booking. We merged these two companies. We integrated them into one uh, single entity, and we launched uh, in June this year a new entity, a new name, a new brand, which was Raidu. Okay, just to be cl- okay, let me get something clear though. Are you a hired gun of Sodeco, or are you an actual founder with your own idea, your own capital, the majority ownership stake in the company, founding Raidu? Yeah, I'm an employee of Sodexo, uh, and I helped Sodexo uh, uh, initiate a new business in the travel and expense area. Okay, so let me ask you, as an entrepreneur, there's always a decision when you have a big corporate partner like Osudeco, right? Because you're doing all the hard work. You're basically a founder, but you, it sounds like, don't have a ton of equity in the company. You have some maybe to keep you incentivized, but nowhere near what a founder would have if they launched the idea themselves outside of the umbrella corporation. Why did you decide to launch inside the company versus quit, launch it outside the company, and then you know, do a partnership model? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Actually, we really saw the benefits of uh, being backed up by a very, very large company. So Dexo is, uh, you know, well, is the leader in, in, in the quality of life uh, service uh, worldwide. It's a huge company. Uh, so we, we, we found it extremely interesting to be backed up by such big group and at the same time to have a kind of, uh, yeah, startup mindset. And actually, so Dexo was um, uh, working on this concept of uh, uh, working with uh, startups and they have actually set up a concept which is named the Corp Up, which is the combination of a startup mentality, a startup philosophy, 
uh, with uh, within uh, a, a large corporation. So we found it extremely interesting to combine these two uh, aspects: uh, the you know a big group, uh, the big group uh, foundation, uh, uh, partnering with a, a, a yeah scale-up or startup mindset. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. But you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. And then again, you merge them all in 2018, but you've been working on it since 2015. How many customers have you scaled to to date? We have 6,500 uh, clients uh, and we serve them in the 63 different countries. Okay. So again, uh, very small companies as well as large groups like Ankle, Deloitte, etc. Okay, just to be clear, those are all, that's 6,500 paying organizations, correct? Correct. That okay. average that average about 1,000 team members per year that they're paying for? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you said, you said earlier for a thousand people kind of per team on average, they're paying about $50,000 per year earlier, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, does the math work out? 50,000 bucks a year is about four grand a month times 6,500 customers. That puts you at $27 million a month in revenue. Uh, we were cut. Sorry. Uh, can you repeat that, please? Yeah. Does the math check out? So 50,000 a year would be about 4,000 a month in revenue time per, per customer times 6,500 customers. That puts you at 27 million bucks a month in revenue. Something seems off to me. <laughs> so yeah, let, let me, uh, let me repeat. Uh, a, a, a company will pay between uh, six, $6 and $10 uh, per active use. Uh, active user per month. Yeah, I understand that you, you shared that, but you said the average team has about a thousand, and the average price is about fifty grand per year. Yeah, fifty thousand per year. Yeah. Okay, but that math doesn't work out, right? If I take fifty grand per year times six thousand five hundred customers, paying customers, which is what you just said you had, that puts you at a run rate of three hundred twenty-five million dollars a year. Yeah, I I need to make the math. Sorry for that, but uh, yeah, I. I I need to make the mass out of that. Maybe I didn't catch a quick, you know, a correctly a question you, you had. You have 6,500 paying customers today, correct? We have 6,500 clients. That's correct. Okay. Those are paying customers. Correct. And they pay on average $50,000 per year. Yeah. Is it lower? It's, it's okay if it's lower and you made them and, and we've got miscommunicated, but I want to get the numbers correct because right now they're not. Are they are they paying much less than fifty thousand dollars per year on average? Yeah, I don't have the average uh, with me. So again, I, there is a client that would pay uh, five uh, five thousand uh, in total per year, or that would pay much uh, much uh, much uh, higher. It it really depends. It's hard for me to 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 say what is the average today. Okay, l- let me ask you a different question. Can you give me a general sense of scale you're at today in terms of ARR and a range is fine. In terms of what, sorry? In terms of ARR, annual recurring revenue. 
typically 50,000. 50, so 50,000, it's... But, you know, there is a different... Uh, no, Sebastian, uh, not, not ACV. Because we, we talked about it. What I was asking is, can you give me a general sense today of your total company size in terms of annual revenue? No, I cannot. I cannot share uh, such uh, such number. It's okay. You understand that what you've already shared does not make any sense because you shared a fifty thousand dollar annual price point and six thousand five hundred customers, and you're not doing three hundred twenty five million dollars per year. It's simple multiplication. <laughs> so something's wrong. Yeah. So what I suggest maybe is that I would uh, you know precisely uh, investigate for this number, and maybe I will get back to you. Okay, but these are like these are not like. I'm not asking like net revenue expansion, some no, crazy number that requires. I mean, these are like very basic SaaS metrics. I, I understand, but I, I prefer to give you, uh, you know, accurate information. So I prefer to, uh, to get back to you on that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 where, I'm getting, where I'm getting stuck here is I, I'll base my questioning based off certain things, like if you're enterprise SMB or mid-market, right? You know, the price point you gave me is not SMB. I'd say it's upper mid pushing enterprise. But I don't know if that, that $50,000 number is not actually accurate or not, which changes my line of questioning, right? Depending on kind of what sector you're playing in. So I really need your help. I mean, I find it hard to believe you don't know what the average customer pays you per year. <laughs> well, the, the thing is that it's hard to uh, disclose such information uh, with, uh, with you. Uh, I don't want, you know, uh, Sodexo is, uh, is, uh, is listed on the stock market. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, well, what do they share publicly? What have you guys already shared publicly? You must've shared some of this publicly. No, we don't share uh, such information publicly. Well, you have, I mean, you have investor calls. I, I assume these questions, obviously revenue questions are pretty basic questions. They get asked. Yes, but I know, but, uh, Sodexo owns 100% of, uh, of the company today. And Sodexo is, is listed on the stock market. So I cannot disclose such. Uh, I understand such that. But Sebastian, if you're on the stock market, you have earnings calls and you have to report revenue. So can I, I mean, do you want me to do the work right now and go look up the last earnings report and pull it out? Or can you share that with me if it's already public? No, I cannot share uh, such information with you uh, today, Nathan. I'm sorry. Sebastian, I'm asking you to repeat something that has already been, sh do they share anything publicly? They have to share something publicly. No, if they're no, public. no, no, not regarding my activity, not regarding the mobility business within, uh, within Sodexo. Sodexo okay. is a, it, it does 20 billion uh, euro of uh, revenue per, per okay. year. Okay, so that's what I was asking, right? That, that's what they have publicly disclosed. So there's 20 billion, 20 uh, billion per, yes. per, per year. So question back to you, you just said that they own 100% of the company. I'm so confused. You have such a background in this space. Why do this under the company? I mean, if you own no, own no equity, you're basically coasting on a safe salary and maybe some benefits. Why would you not go out, take a risk and start this yourself? You, you, you know so much about the space. Well, yeah, but uh, Sodexo was uh, very much interested to expand. They find someone that was uh, uh, going to help them, you know, expand into this uh, industry, into this uh, mobility industry. Uh, so they, they had this, uh, this plan. And my job, actually, as a member of Sodexo was to help them, uh, you know, expand into that, uh, into that business. But you're now leading it. You're taking all the risk of a typical founder would, but you have zero upside. A minute of your time in does not equal unlimited potential upside because you have no equity. I'm just curious. I'm curious, like in your head, are you just risk averse right now? Do, do you have a bunch of kids? You definitely you want a safe salary. You don't want to take that risk. Like I'm trying to just get in your psyche. Why do that? Most entrepreneurs would go out and start it themselves. Yeah, you know, I... Let's say I'm not a typical entrepreneur. A typical entrepreneur indeed would take a lot of a lot of risk, 
let's say I'm, I have a more balanced uh, approach. I'm uh, very happy to, uh, to uh, run a business as an entrepreneur without taking the full, uh, the full uh, risk uh, of that. It's, it's a question of, uh, you know, balancing risk versus uh, uh, entrepreneurship, I, I, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Has this entity operated itself in terms of capital structure? In other words, have you raised capital from VC firms or things like that? Or is it all just supported by Sudeco pouring money in? It's all supported by Sudeco from now. Yeah. Yes. And what's the team size just on this product today? 300 people. Just on Sudeco? I mean, sorry, just on Raidu. Yeah, just on Raidu. Yeah. Just on Raidu. Got it. Sudeco is much bigger, as you can guess. And where's everybody based? Uh, we have uh, three main hubs. Uh, one is uh, in uh, Mechelen in uh, Belgium. Uh, two are located in, uh, in Poland. And then on top of these uh, three big hubs, we have offices uh, spreaded all over the world. Well, we have uh, eight additional offices from one to 10 uh, employees each in Brazil, in the US, in, uh, in uh, Manila, in Philippines, pretty much uh, everywhere. To talk to me about churn, you know, churn is critical in any SaaS company. How do you make sure you keep your churn low and what is it today? Yeah, we, we have a, a huge focus on the, on the end user experience and we make sure that our solution is uh, highly used by the, uh, by the end user. So this is a, you know, the, the usage ratio is a metric that we follow uh, very, very carefully. We actually uh, uh, invest a lot in the development. We have a team of 100 uh, developers based in, uh, in Poland. So we, we take a very, very uh, deep attention uh, to, the, to the user experience uh, to make sure that, uh, again, our solutions is, uh, is well used by the, uh, by the user. Um, and I guess, well, we have very, very happy uh, users and uh, as a consequence, happy clients. And, uh, and uh, as a consequence, we have a, a huge, uh, yeah, our clients are very loyal. Today. Well, Sebastian, just to be clear, any CEO I have on would say exactly what you said, but the way you get down to brass tacks and actually measure that is by churn, right? So, so what is your churn today and how do you, what are tactical things you're doing to make sure you get new clients activated? Yeah, so our churn is uh, lower than 3%. We lose uh, less than 3% of clients uh, uh, every, every year. Um, That's logo churn or revenue churn? Revenue churn. Okay. Got it. And, and so second part of that question was, what do you know you have to do to a new customer in the first you know, week or two to get them active? Can you repeat that, please? When you sign up a new customer, you know they have to do kind of one, two, and three things that they really get value from the product. What are those things? Yeah. So we really help the client implement our solutions as soon as possible. Uh, so we have a team of you know, uh, client support, uh, support management that really help the client, you know, start using the tool. Sorry, Sebastian. I mean, anyone would say that. Everyone wants the tool to start being used once they get a paid customer. I'm asking specifically in your space, the event space, do they have to download your app and upload a certain data? I mean, specifically, what do they have to do to get active? Yeah, they just have to download the app. That's uh, pretty much it. They download okay, the so app. I download the app. What if I don't open the app? What if I don't engage with the app? Uh, yes, uh, then we will uh, typically uh, send the uh, explanation how to use the app. So the, the, the company will choose their expense management solution and, uh, you know, uh, explain uh, their team how to use the solution. And then whenever you want to be reimbursed, for example, you will need to, uh, to use uh, the app. So this is like the official corporate tool that you do have to use in order to get reimbursed. So whenever you are chosen by the company, they have to use our tool because uh, otherwise they will not uh, be uh, reimbursed. 
Very good. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I would say uh, The Mind of the Strategist by Kenichi Omae. It's an old book from the 80s, but I think it's still very relevant today. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yes, uh, but I would not uh, follow, you know, big uh, and famous uh, CEOs. I would uh, actually follow uh, friends of mine that are founders. And, yeah, is Sebastian uh, name one of them? Sure. Um, Vincent Le Bunetel that uh, founded the Boosters. Spell it, Boosters. B-O-O-S-T dot R-S. It's Got a it. career development uh, um, application. Number three, what billing tool do you guys use? What, sorry? What billing tool do you use? Uh, we actually have our own uh, invoicing tool. It's not built on top of any underlying infrastructure? No. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, from four to 10, <laughs> let's say an average of uh, seven. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, two kids. Oh, great, and how old are you? 43. 43. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, that uh, you should sometime uh, just start doing things without overthinking. Guys, start without overthinking. In 2015, he got involved with Sodeco, and then in 2018, spun out Raidu, a company, again, focused on a very specific vertical that the overall company was focused on. Obviously, the overall company is a publicly traded company. Raidu is focused on travel and expense management, now serving out 6,500 customers, less than 3% annual revenue churn as they look to scale with their team of 300. Sebastian, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nitan. Thank you. Bye-bye.